0: you're listening to podcast pxn playstation xbox nintendo let's do this what's up guys welcome to podcast pxn episode 26 i am one of your hosts daniel prindle aka dan is dtm on twitter and i am joined by the pride of playstation nope nope, Sh- nope we're back what we're back
1: we're back, we're back to switch again so switch- playstation we're just one week
0: pride of nintendo switch (laughs) apparently sean babiak sean if you ever interrupt that intro ever again you're off the show i've interrupted multiple times that's true (laughs) uh thank you to everyone watching live and joining us in the chat and participating uh just as a reminder you can join us each and every wednesday on youtube just search podcast pxn and you will find us there let's go ahead and start the show with the pxn news of the week and the first item we have half-life alex is officially coming march 23rd 2020 so one month away one month away sean are you excited to play this no because neither of us have oculus or vive is it on oculus i know it's on vive i think it is yeah okay. i, think I it's... know it's just not on psvr yeah i'm, I'm not actually not sure now that you say that because it's
1: because mm. vive it's is obviously the highest quality right one and it's also the most expensive yeah um psvr used to be the cheapest alternative to get you into vr but oculus quest if you can find it well um, actually, actually it's,
0: it's not the cheapest though uh oculus go is what oculus is go, the sorry. cheapest sorry that's the one and that's not the same as quest because no. you can't use it on a pc no like i hardware. knew that but it's
1: like kind of the easiest to demonstrate yes. you don't have to connect everything under the world yeah i mean it's cool if people are getting this i just i don't think valve is going to see the sales that they want because yeah. this is only on a hardware device that has a very very big price
0: point to get in that not even a lot of pc gamers are playing with right so i'd say the uh install base for this game will probably have a decent attach rate for uh people who own um vr but like you said it's that's a very small portion of people compared Mm -hmm. to the overall number of pc users so i think uh people would just rather than make half-life 3 like psvr now i don't have any
1: numbers per to um back this up but i'm pretty sure it's the best selling unit and it's only been reported that playstation has sold five million of those mm. um which is obviously less than five percent of playstation 4 owners right um so you have to imagine then pc you probably combined vive and oculus they maybe make up five million together too so you're really already kind of handicapping your game that everybody wants to play. True. So I really honestly could see this coming to PSVR down the line, maybe when we figure out all the PSVR, PS5 details with PSVR.
0: Yeah, so, very true.
1: But that's cool. It's coming out. comes out in a month. Horrible day, though. Horrible day. Why yeah. would you release it that day? Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal Animal Crossing. I mean, look, I know those two cannot be more polar opposites in the slightest. No.
0: <laughs> That's not the opposites at all. There's so I, much I'll, gore in I'll, Animal Crossing. Yeah, I love yeah. taking off little <laughs> animals' heads with my chainsaw hands. But
1: both of those are going to do extremely well. Yeah. So, I mean, you already have people that are probably going to buy both of those to kill everything and then relax. Kill
0: everything and then relax. So, I don't know how well people are going to buy it that day i agree uh moving on uh remedy has announced that they have started pre-production for a third unannounced project so we already know that uh two of their projects one of which is controls dlcs that they're working on uh they have two expansions that they've uh, officially announced one of which is an alan Wake type expansion. Yeah, one of those come to Xbox? Uh who the hell knows because fuck <laughs> that stupid exclusivity shit. That was so quick this yeah. time. Yeah, because it's freaking <laughs> annoying. I hate exclusivity crap like that. They just get me going with that crap. And uh their other project is Crossfire X, uh that single player campaign that they announced for that when uh, Crossfire X was announced that it's coming to uh, Xbox, so uh that's that's their two projects. So their third project, I feel like there it's kinda like a fifty-fifty for me, a toss-up, whether it's going to be a sequel to control or if it's going to be something completely new. The thing that I keep coming back to is control didn't sell that well. So are they going to make a sequel to a game that didn't sell that well even though it got great critical acclaim? it didn't get the commercial success that it needed. I don't know if that's going to be figured out for the second game if they make a second game because it's not like they're changing publishers. They're they're just an independent developer and they're just going to get whatever small publisher they can get to to publish their game. So Man, I don't know. I don't. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, on so, next one, is. obviously, Control was my game of the year yeah.
1: um, as far as for PXN and everything. Um, so I fully believe and want to believe and will continue to believe that it's going to be a follow-up to Control. Um, yeah. I don't know how you go about it because I don't think you can ditch the building given what the building offered. Yeah. Um, but it'd be curious to see what they would do with that. Um, now, Remedy generally doesn't do sequels except for a certain series where they actually did Max Payne 1 and Max Payne 2. True. Uh, but the issue is, is that Max, you were talking about sales and all that stuff. Max Payne 1 actually sold very well on the PlayStation 2. True. Um, it had this whole Matrix thing behind it at that point. This is when the Matrix came out, when the game kind of came out. I think it was like a year or two after. But it had this whole bull-time slow-mo thing going for it. So that's part of why it did. It was also a really well-written game. Um, so I'm very hopeful that this is controlled too, but I can also see your point where it's not going to be because yeah. they do like to go into their different, I guess, mentalities of everything, like try to tell stories that you don't really think of or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I have a prediction for later on that I'll kind of go back to, mm-hmm. uh, with this, but I really am hopeful just given the critical claim that they're going to kind of look past that and yeah. try to see if you know what I'm I'm just going to go with it right now. We'll we'll talk about it later, but I honestly predict that PlayStation or Sony in general is not done buying uh after Insomniac and I think <laughs> they will make an offer to Remedy that'll be hard to refute. Um I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't think it's going to happen E3 or by the time the consoles announced or whatever, but I think this will happen at some point. Where, because I'm assuming Microsoft made an offer at one point with the Alan Wake success. Mm -mm. I would assume. I I could be wrong on that because that was not during Phil Spencer's heyday or now is heyday. But I could really see Sony seeing what Control had to offer. It's a third person action game. That's kind of Sony's bread and butter. Yeah, them kind of letting them hey
0: give us Control too. That type of thing. So, I think both of us are on the same page. We definitely want a sequel to Control. I just not I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But the thing is, is what I'm thinking about is uh, to kind of back up your point about about Sony acquiring them. If this was back when uh, Remedy announced that they were no longer uh, partnering with Microsoft on exclusive uh, third party game or second party games, essentially, uh, they kind of said Sam Lake kind of said that they wanted to be an independent studio. They wanted to do their own thing. They didn't want to be owned by anyone. And that's why they did that. But now, after the uh, commercial failure of Two Control in exactly. and Quantum Break, and, both great gains, yes, but yeah, I get, I get you. They, they didn't sell what they would probably need to keep that studio going. Like, they're probably going to need some kind of funding. So, uh, I definitely think they're in a point now that they're going to have to do something. And I don't think that they necessarily want to, but sometimes you have to make tough decisions like that. And I don't think it would be as
1: bad as, I guess you could say almost back in the day, even though I know Sony, we just talked about last week, shut down that Manchester VR, um, which gave gave us so many great games. the best developer. Um, But I I think it would be something that would not actually hurt them. Both uh, Microsoft and Sony have been very... Good as far as relations with their studios, uh, especially their big budget studios, they give them like look three four three. I mean, to have the time that they've had for Halo, show something from Microsoft is that okay? Halo Five didn't do what we wanted it to do as far as in expanding the Halo universe. It really solidified more multiplayer, but single player was kind of a clunker. No, so no, it
0: wasn't kind of a clunker. So I'm being nice. It to was you. awful. I'm being nice to the you. The campaign was awful. <laughs>
1: But same thing with, like, Naughty Dog taking this long for Watch Dogs, or Watch Dogs, Jesus, Last of Us 2, or even Uncharted 4, they get, they're given the time to take these projects that they love and can show their creative juices with by the heads of the companies as far as Shuhei and Phil Spencer. So I could really see them almost, yes, it'd be scary, but it'd be very beneficial for them to be on that type of cycle where it's like, hey, do your thing. We know it's going to be good. You have all of our marketing behind
0: you. We'll take care of that part when it comes to it. I agree. Uh, moving on, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot has topped the January sales charts for video games. So this is kind of, I mean, it's not surprising because January was kind of light. In, in new games, we didn't really have a whole lot in oh, Yeah, this new was games. really the big guy. That was it. Yeah.
1: And but still, to be a drag... I mean, even Dragon Ball is... Did you, I don't know if you knew this. Dragon Ball Z is actually... Or Dragon Ball is Japan's number one export. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. It's there. They actually have an entire government-funded agency... For Dragon Ball. Jesus. Because of how much, how popular it is around the world. That's insane. But it's just surprising, obviously, that a action RPG that's anime mm-hmm. was the number one in America. Yeah. Because um, that is a little insane that that type of game is the number one. Now, get it. Technically, sales are skewed in that month. But that is still pretty cool. Now, neither one of us have played it still. Yeah. And I know you don't have any interest to play it. Mm-hmm. I eventually will. It's, it's just... There's some things around it that kind of turned me off and there's a lot of other games that are coming out that i'd rather put my time into yeah i might just wait for a sale to pick it up and
0: uh it came off of one of the worst january months in video games in a long time like uh compared to last year they showed uh sales numbers it was down like 48 percent or maybe more than that uh from last year's january sales which obviously last january we had like resident evil 2 remake and uh i thought that was february was it February? I thought it was January. I, I yeah, mean guys. I know I know the big game that came out last year
1: was something that people were waiting eleven years for, which is Kingdom Hearts three. Was that January? That came out in January of last year. Yeah. Um, so obviously like that was going to be a huge seller for everything. Yeah, January twenty fifth yeah. of last year.
0: Damn. Um, uh, it was Resident Evil two remake in January. It January twenty fifth. So about the same day? It, oh the biggest one, Ace Combat Seven. I'm kidding. You ever play an uh, Ace Combat game? No. They're not that bad. So, so Kingdom Hearts and Resident Evil 2 are the big ones. And then Walking Dead Final Season Episode 3, uh, that's probably not going to do a whole lot. But those two in general, those two together are yeah. freaking insane numbers, I'm sure. So that's not a surprise that it's down quite a bit from last year, uh, just based on that. Um, moving on. Uh, so there's this little game that we may have made fun of on this podcast. In the <laughs> there's past. no may. Yeah, <laughs> many, many times over the last, how many episodes, 25 episodes we've had previously. Uh, and this game has uh, been announced for a long time, and we might need to apologize for all the hate we've been giving it, because it's actually doing very well critically, and that is Dreams on PS4. 90 right now on Metacritic. Yeah, that's really good, which, last I saw, it was like 10 reviewers, now it's up to 39 mm-hmm that's 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 really solid that's a really solid foundation for dreams and now the the biggest thing the biggest obstacle dreams is going to to compete with is keeping sustainability oh you think that see I think it's It's getting you and I to convert
1: to want to play Dreams. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about Remedy's issue when it comes to commercial sales Mm -hmm. or commercial success. And that's where I think their issue now lies is how do you convince me that I don't want to say I've been shitting on it, but I have been not excited, not hyped. I don't want to create stuff. I just want to play. Okay. That looks like that's pretty much been fixed from the Mm -hmm. get go. That's been fixed from all the reviews I've read. Yeah. But that still has not changed my opinion to want
0: to pick it out and play it for $60 at this point. And I agree completely. The The cre- creation tools with Dream are absolutely stunning and crazy what you can do. Like I was seeing uh, somebody built a Fallout 4 uh, game engine in Dreams and it looked like a certain play area for Fallout 4. But the thing is, is like that little snippet that they showed ran horribly like there was lots of frame frame rate issues like it was probably about 15 frames per second and i think that's the problem like it's something to behold and it's super awesome like all the artistic things that people are doing with it but is it going to actually be viable for people to make these uh fully fledged games in their game because that was their goal from the get-go was for them to get this in the hands of people to basically make games on their platform so that people would play games through dreams instead of playing games uh that are made with unreal or uh one of the other game engines out there so i think the problem as you said is going to get people to play dreams uh and and play it and keep their interest. Like, you can't just have them play at one time and say, hey, this is interesting. That You have to let them play it and let, and find things to keep getting them to come back for it.
1: Like, it all depend on how much Sony invests, in my opinion, invests into the streamer community. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have people streaming your game, I mean, Fortnite's the best example that you can ever give, and I guess Minecraft, too, to a point, but the more people streaming your game, the more popular it is, yeah. um, and especially when it comes to Dreams, having a ever-changing experience because Mm -hmm. you have so many different genres in there like i mean you can only just imagine what people are going to see and say hey that looks kind of cool i want to play that yeah i I don't know i'm glad though that it reviewed very well um that is actually pretty good in my mind for media molecule Mm -hmm. um that we talked about this before but little on thin ice when it came to what uh was going to come of them because let's not let's not uh skip around this was basically announced on the launch presentation of the ps4 yes so back in what was that february 2013 yes so this was seven-ish years in the making more or less um so it's awesome that it's people are liking this and all that stuff but we just have to see what's going to become of it because again this seven years ago okay now we're going into the end of this seventh year the end of the console what translates to ps5 yeah
0: and banking off of your streamer thing like that's that's something you can look at something like sea of thieves for because sea of thieves had a huge surge in popularity uh after their anniversary update because a whole bunch of streamers went back and played that game that game was the top played game on its anniversary day when all the updates dropped on twitch and people were super excited to go back and check it out because of all the things they added and that's something similar for dreams because you're adding uh tools for the developers to use that are using uh dreams to make games and as people make more games for it you've got to curate that content and show that content to people to make them interested and want them to play it essentially so uh moving on uh we've got Modern Warfare's Battle Royale mode has officially been leaked. It is called Warzone. Uh, this is probably the worst kept secret in all of history. And uh, kind of in a kind of a, a dichotomy, I guess you could call it, uh, as opposed to uh, Apex Legends reveal that they had uh, a few weeks ago for their new character, where they basically trolled people and had a yeah. fake character. They Modern Warfare is just like, oh no hold our coffee we're just gonna put all of our game files in the game and just let people find it i mean there's people literally in multiplayer matches on one of the maps and zooming the camera out and and it's that's the battle royale map because right. it's in that area so it's kind of funny how complete opposite they are and they also had these huge downloads for uh call of duty modern Warfare that, people were like what is in these huge downloads like they're gigantic downloads and now it's pretty clear what it was of course data miners are going to find all that crap. exactly and you can't expect them to not look for that but anyways uh apparently this uh warzone game mode will have vehicles in it so atvs suvs helicopters etc so similar to their large-scale multiplayer experience ground war it has all of that stuff uh, which is super interesting. There were rumors that it would have up to 200 players, which is just insane if that's That the worked case. out so well for MAG, right? True. However, I think it would be interesting if the map's big enough and if you find a way to get players distributed across the map evenly. The problem with having too many players in a match like that is if everyone drops in one area, you will literally have chaos, and it'll probably... Skulltown. Bre- yes. Skulltown. And it'll break the <laughs> game, probably. So, I mean... Oh, fort- the, you're. I remember at Apex, now, granted, you
1: can't play that anymore, we were just talking about last week, Skulltown, you... Everything slowed down so yeah. much,
0: because, like, nine teams would jump there every time. Mm-hmm. And Fortnite, uh, t- Tilted Towers, was very much that before they destroyed it. They destroyed it in the um, last map update, but uh that's that's kind of interesting to me to see how they will kind of uh introduce that also the new feature that they're talking about where uh there's like a gulag that eliminated players battle each other 1v1 and the victor of that match gets to respawn that's kind of cool a cool concept in, in that's my an opinion. interesting yeah it's just kind of a cool twist on it because like just because you're out doesn't mean you're out like essentially it's a loser's bracket for for, for yeah the it's like, i don't know
1: if you watch top chef but it reminds me of yeah. that where like i think when it gets to the four though everyone that's been eliminated keeps going through like a thing at the end like i think it's online only but
0: yeah uh so that this will be kind of very interesting to keep our eye on i don't know when it's supposed to drop but right now in the modern warfare menu because i just played it the other day It has a spot for it where it says classified, so I would imagine in the next week or two we will have uh, more firm details or it being released. My guess is, and now you can correct me if I'm wrong, but probably
1: somewhere around the date of Doom, because I think Doom's going to take a lot of FPS players away. You think Uh, that
0: long? That would be a month, over a month.
1: I, I I mean it could be within like a week or so of that, but like if you were kind of slip between the two, you'd be like, well, and let's be real, okay? Are you on yeah,
0: I'm Japanese on, a- I'm, anime? This porn? is for the no, this is for the next. This is the, for the next <laughs> news story. It's Platinum Games website, but I wasn't expecting <laughs> it to be Japanese, or this isn't their website, but it's linking to uh, their news story. Uh, talking well, about, but
1: um, but I mean, Modern Warfare, sorry, Call of Duty is the only one uh that can compete with fortnite and apex at this point Mm -hmm. um uh, with blackout so
0: i can only see this being just as good with that Mm. yeah i agree uh speaking of japanese porn sites apparently uh (laughs) the next news story the next news no it's, it's platinum games i had to do google translate because it took me to a japanese website and i couldn't freaking read any of it uh anyways uh platinum games which you are very fond of nowadays that you love hearing about games that they're working on not named bayonetta 3 uh platinum games is making a major game announcement next week in famitsu so there's not a whole lot of information about that it just kind of says they will have a major announcement soon so that doesn't mean i don't think this necessarily means that they won't announce something about something that they've already announced it says isn't it a completely new work? It's almost time for you. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a new game or if it's just going to be them saying, hey, Bayonetta 3, here's a big cover story for it for Famitsu. They don't really talk about that. So maybe that's maybe what you're getting. I I don't think
1: that's what I'm getting. You think I, think, so? I, I think whatever at this point in time, whatever Bayonetta 3 was going to be is not what it's going to be anymore. That's why we haven't heard anything in over three years now mm. uh, with this game um or i guess it's been two years yeah because it was announced during the switch yeah. uh year of 2017 but game like awards right yeah we haven't heard anything since but again platinum games i i don't know what's going on i think that the telltale of the industries at this point uh they're just dipping their feet into way too many projects at once and here's another one unless this is their triple a kind of game that they're making uh with uh nintendo wasn't it nintendo or no it was somebody else that they were partnering with um i, I think remember. it was bandai namco or something like that gotcha. but i mean it could be that but i mean i just i don't get platinum games at this point like stop yeah just stop make the game make it good then move on to the next project true so i don't know i'm i'm, I'm tired of them saying well we're gonna announce something else well, we're going to announce something else after that. But then we're going to announce something else after that. So what are you making? Well, nothing at this point. Yeah. We're just announcing.
0: <laughs> we're just going to keep announcing yeah, stuff that's all and not it releasing it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end of our PXN News of the Week. Uh, we'll move on to the games we are playing. So games we are playing, I have an interesting twist this week. So one of my friends uh, brought over his Oculus Quest uh, VR headset, which we were just talking about at the top of the show. Um So The Oculus Quest is super interesting because it's a wireless headset that you can use all by itself. It doesn't have to be connected to a PC at all uh, to experience it, so it's a completely wireless headset that you can uh, put the games on and use wirelessly. Uh, You can also use it to connect to your PC for Oculus uh, enabled games, which is also a a very good idea. Uh, And the thing is, is I was very skeptical about Oculus Quest when it was announced, because Oculus Quest seemed like a device that was a lesser-powered Oculus Rift, and I was like, why would anyone want that? Well, after playing it, I can 1,000% see why people would want it, because having no wires wires, and no tethering to anything is a super awesome idea, because you are encompassing yourself in the game you're putting on the headset you don't worry about any cords or dangles or attachments or anything other than just dongles yeah exactly anything other than the experience and honestly i was impressed with what i played it wasn't uh it, w- it wasn't like visually like the s- most stunning things I've ever seen. Uh the games that he showed me were for the most part pretty basic games other than Beat Saber. I played Beat Saber on there as well, which I had already played on your PSVR before. Um but honestly I was very impressed with the technology and I really think it's a cool cool idea. And now it makes sense why Oculus Quest is sold out at every freaking major retailer can't even pre-order it online you can't get it anywhere right now um so that was super cool there was a super cool uh football game that he showed me which it was again very basic game it was like these uh um these little like pin people or whatever like flat people and then like uh almost like a chess piece that you're moving and it was a football game And You're the quarterback and you could draw on the whiteboard. You could draw like different plays move the players around However, you want them draw up whatever plays you want And then you go into the game and you could throw the football to whatever players you want it was a freaking really cool idea like the whiteboard was even like hilarious because like when you pick up the pen to start writing on the board like you feel like you are touching the board and you're like, oh, am I pushing too much? And you're like, no, I can push more. And then it's just super, super cool. Do not what it was really, called? I don't remember what it's called, no. Uh, it's on uh, Quest, and it was it worked on Quest by itself. I don't remember what it was called, though. Was it uh, 2MD? VR no, football? that's not it. No, because that's fully character model. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That might be it, because that looked familiar. Yes, that's it. Okay, so that's what yes. 2MD. Yep. Okay. Yeah uh so super cool idea and i thought that was super interesting and it has little like mini games on it as well that you can throw through the hoops and stuff uh and one of my friends he put he put all three receivers in the backfield he had two two on each side and then one behind the quarterback he had them going every which way and it was just super hilarious (laughs) like we were dying laughing watching because actually that was the other cool thing there's no wires when you connect to the TV, too, with yeah. Chromecast. You can Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, you can connect to Chromecast. So we were watching on the TV as the person's playing, so that was super cool, too. And it worked very well, as well. The only small complaint I have is the audio does not go over Chromecast. It's only video, oh. which is kind of annoying. But, yeah, because I'm, like, thinking, like, because we actually have a very good multiplayer
1: game for PSVR yeah. um, called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, and it's a puzzle game where you as the VR person have a bomb that you have to defuse, but yeah. everybody that's not in VR actually controls um, the screen, and they have to figure out how to, like, walk me through a defusing Disarm a bomb. Me. Yeah, and it's, like, very stressful and all this stuff, but it's super hilarious because every time you're arguing with somebody with what they see but obviously they're the ones that are seeing it (laughs) that's hilarious yeah
0: but yeah that and i don't even understand why the audio can't even be sent over chromecast because i would feel like the video would be more demanding than the Mm -hmm. audio i feel like that would be an easy thing to stream but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not involved with Chromecast at So you think you so. might get it if you ever could find one in the wild? I don't know. It, it definitely int- piqued my interest a lot more than I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, and, and the idea that you can plug it into your PC and use it that way as well to play fully fledged VR games is super awesome as well. Uh, and the other game uh, we played, it was like a uh, it was almost like a uh, um, cheap knockoff of Counter-Strike. But it was kind of interesting because you kind uh, of, as you went through the match, you would buy your weapons like Counter-Strike. Uh, but then you move your character like fully with the joystick and you just turn your head to turn, orient what direction you're moving. So like walking up and down stairs was super trippy. Like I felt like I was about to fall down when I was looking down the stairs. It was obviously like the VR effect where you feel like you're falling but you're not. Did he, have, uh, did he have Vader Immortal? That's the one the game I wanted He did, but I haven't... We, we didn't get to play that. Ah, we, we ran out of... That's one that I want to check out. Yeah, we didn't get to check out Vader Immortal, but he did have it. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, and then, obviously, we played Beat Saber as well, which... Pretty much the same experience as uh, PlayStation VR. I failed the first song. I did so. on easy, probably on easy. <laughs> I was actually no, I was actually impressed because I started off doing really good. Oh, that's Elliot. What's up, Elliot? What about throwing your hand instead of the ball? You oh okay yeah. I was throwing. It was a weird, in the football game, there was a really weird glitch where sometimes we would throw, and it would throw the hand instead of the ball. So we were dying laughing because we go back to throw, and we're like, what is that? It's like your hand is flying through the air (laughs) while the football's on the ground. We're like, uh... The heck but anyways <laughs> yeah uh beat saber I, I started doing very well in it and then i quickly like derailed did me. you guys
1: get a chance to play the new update with the um it's like a 180 mode where you play in different directions oh god no it's insane if like i like i would
0: i can't even do the one no, i guess mode. that's true <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't even do that on easy yeah. so. I, I
1: wanted to have my friends uh we had i had people over the other weekend and i wanted to try that but no one else wanted to play because it's just. You're going around in so many different directions but i love that whole no wires thing because constantly on the psvr i feel it just right on my shoulder or when you're playing psvr i can get tangled in them and all that stuff so i completely see the love and the need for going wireless for it um so as far as the games that i'm playing uh so i got two of them both switch games uh even though they're not just exclusively on the switch uh, first of which is Dead Cells. Um, we talked about the DLC coming out last week, yep. um, so I bought that. It's only five bucks, so not bad. Yeah, that's not um, bad. And for the first time since I own Dead Cells, I actually beat it. Um, I was uh, like just jumping for joy the fact that I could finally beat it. Um, I got very lucky, and due to some RNG, got a frying pan that was colorless and that went up with my other stats that I already had, and the new areas were amazing and beautiful and actually not as difficult as I thought they would be. Really? Um, they're a little bit uh, less difficult than the last one in the Rise of the Giants DLC, um, but the characters are a lot cooler. They have some repeats, um, but they have more animals uh, in them, or bugs, I guess you could say. Um, and I didn't realize this, but now to get anything else, I have to play the game in hard mode. I was always playing it in normal mode. Oh, geez. So now even in the first area in the hard mode, now there's like so many enemies that are invisible that I can barely see. So I have to like just get lucky with stuff. So it is still insane and impossible. I can get maybe to like the third area without dying. You yeah. don't get potions anymore. You don't get to refill your health anymore between stages. You only get one potion maybe. Uh, so you have to pretty much be smarter with it. And I was always way too run and gun with all that stuff. Um, But the DLC was actually really cool. Um, I I like it. I like the new bosses that they have too um, and just the new areas in general. So highly recommend if you have that game. Cool. Um, The other one that I had uh, that I purchased is Darksiders Genesis. Um, Obviously it's a Darksiders game so I was going to buy it no matter what. This came out on Stadia, the super successful Google, uh, platform. Um, yeah. It has like, what,
0: a hundred thousand people maybe using it? I think that was what the last report was. Was it? it? only had a hundred thousand subscribers or something. Uh, yeah. I don't understand why you would at this point,
1: but yeah. that's just me. Uh, but now it's on all the other consoles as well. So I purchased on the Switch. I think you said you purchased on the Xbox. Yep. Um, so I am really enjoying it so far. I love Strife uh that's actually who i've mainly been um you can choose between strife and war uh playing as uh i've really liked how if you really think about it every single game Mm -hmm. they there's been four now they've changed up the formula completely so the first one was a zelda like Mm -hmm. the second Mm -hmm. one was like an mmo kind of rpg but not mmo third one was like a dark souls clone and this one is a top-down shooter more or less Diablo yep. type thing. Um, so it's really cool how they keep experimenting with these genres and stuff. And mm-hmm. still, after all this time, they still have all the same voice acting cast. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy that played Volgram in the very first game is still the guy that's playing Volgrim now. Oh. I mean, that's really cool in a game, that series that spawned about, I think it's been about 13 years now. Yeah, and uh, it's
0: been handed off three different
1: developers. Exactly, yeah. So it's really cool that people, the voice actors keep coming back to this um i like to compare it to a lesser diablo um you and i both love diablo 3 thought it was awesome switch is a perfect home for it um this time you only get to play a strife and war so you only have two characters that you can choose from instead of six um, but they actually work very well, especially with Strife kind of being smarmy, um, kind of snarky as well. And then war being war being so like, we must do our duty brother, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, so they play really well off each other in the story itself. Um, there are some glitches. Um, I've been caught in a wall a few times. Uh, occasionally I think it's a little too dark. I don't think the lighting is, is as good as it could be. Um, I
0: played for just, like, five or ten minutes, mm-hmm. and I had some, like, uh, some choppiness, mm-hmm. as far frame rate goes.
1: If there's a lot of
0: little things going on, it can
1: get like that. Yeah. Now, I haven't experienced it too much, except for just one section, I think, like, in the fifth level. Um, but actually, my friend Chris came over yesterday, in fact, and we got to experience the co-op. Nice. Uh, so, co-op plays pretty well. Uh, my main issue is that... They do a vertical split screen, um, but it's not a vertical split screen that I think is very helpful because you and I were talking about this and so we can't even remember the game, Yeah. but there are some uh, games that when they go vertical on that split screen, when you and your character come together, they end up becoming full screen again and making it a lot easier to see and tell where your character is, all that stuff. This game, unfortunately, stays split screen the entire game. So even if... Uh, myself and Chris were right next to each other, it was still in split screen. Uh, So half the time I'd be caught watching his screen or vice versa. Um, So that was a little annoying with that stuff. It wasn't like taking us out of the experience or anything like that. Um, It just wasn't ideal to the way like we were kind of used to playing, Uh, especially when it comes to like that not going back at all. Uh, The fact that you could ride your horse a lot more often than you ever could in the game, that was actually pretty cool. Uh, even though in, I think it was three, they killed your horse like within the first like minute of yeah. the game. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm i really loving it so far. I'm about, uh, in my campaign, I'm probably a little less than 10 hours in. Um, so a lot of replayability. Um, the customization is really cool too, but highly recommend it if you're not just a fan of the Dark Souls series, or Dark Souls, Dark Sider series, but also want to give like a top-down game uh or something that's like gonna scratch that diablo itch for you a way out
0: that's I, not what i was thinking of i think they no they didn't do it like that they did it a different way they did it side by side uh i can't that's really bugging me that i can't remember what game that was cause uh, It was super cool the how it like split the screen like diagonally or whatever depending on where you move your character man that just really bugs me that i can't remember that anyways i will I'll search for while I'm thinking of it. Alright. Uh moving on to the topic of the show. Uh this week we wanted to go over our uh thoughts for Sony's PlayStation 5. So PlayStation 5's reveal event is apparently happening very soon, according to Sony. They're uh suggesting that. So uh, A lot of people were saying February initially that they were going to have the reveal event in February, but we are getting very close to the end of February. There's only one more full week of February left. So I'm kind of thinking they're going to announce it very early March and uh, maybe have it take place the second week of March or something like that. Uh, This this event is going to be interesting because – we are waiting to see what they're going to reveal. Are they going to reveal the price? Are they going to reveal any game? Uh, they're going to reveal games, but how many games are they going to reveal? Are they going to hold anything for before E3? Like, what are they planning to do with this event? Are they announcing NAC three? Because I mean, no that's one, what you have to launch with. Yeah, no one wants NAC three. Don't don't do that, Sony. <laughs> um, but also on the back of that, they also there's also reports saying that. The manufacturing cost for PlayStation 5 has been reportedly set to $450 per unit, which is very interesting. Uh that number means that basically they could sell the console at $450 and make and basically lose a little bit of money because Obviously, that goes into console development. You have uh, R&D, manufacturing costs, and all the hidden costs that you don't really see with the actual physical materials. Uh, So they would lose a little bit if they sold it at $450. Uh, I think right now, I'm still thinking that it's going to be $500, but if they wanted to surprise people... They could launch this thing at $450 and undercut Microsoft again on price. And if they do that, I think they're going to, again, be in a position where they will control the narrative with price point on Next Generation. You found Hunter the Reckoning. Hunter the Reckoning. I could not think of it for the longest time, but
1: yes, it's Hunter the Reckoning. There you go. I just had to get it in my mind. Sorry, that was bugging the hell out of me. I can participate now. Okay. <laughs>
0: so, th- I think this is very interesting price-wise because... If they undercut Microsoft again, they will undoubtedly control the narrative as far as price goes. Even if the Xbox Series X is more powerful, like it's reportedly uh, a little bit more powerful, uh, I think it won't matter because price point is king in this industry. If someone sees a $450 PlayStation 5 and a $500 Xbox Series X, I don't know that necessarily parents will say, oh, let me get this, unless the kids are telling them to get that. But again, Sony has already dominated this generation, so they're just going to you would think they're just gonna carry that momentum into next generation especially if they're the ch- cheaper console however you, i was
1: gonna say remember yes it's been a, it's ever since basically ps2 it's been a switching thing going yeah. on right now
0: and and that's not entirely true that it would be the least least expensive if this xbox series s ends up to come for, to fruition because that would undoubtedly be less money than that uh but it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this compares, and uh, I don't know what your what are your thoughts on on this reveal event and what what. Well, they have. one, I don't think it'll happen
1: in March. Personally, yeah, I I honestly think that you're not looking for a reveal event until this is just a thought. May. No, I think way. it's going to be right before E three.
0: You think they're going to wait that long? I
1: don't know if I have. So we already know Sony's not coming to E three. Yeah. Um and. There's the rumor that they might do some sort of video event beforehand. Which they did last they year. They did last year, which wasn't very good, if you remember right. Yeah. I mean, it had a few games in there, but that was really about it. It didn't really do anything for anyone. But they didn't have as much. True. So that's why I think, in order for them to stay relevant in the conversation for E3, because Xbox, at this point, is going to own E3 Conversation, because they now they might have an event beforehand. They haven't announced if they ha- if they will or not. Um, we're just assuming given last generation, yeah. um, but we're assuming no matter what E3, they're going to walk out being the topic of conversation because they're the ones that are actually showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does Sony at least continue to have that talk is right before E3. I, I this is all just my thoughts. This is not, I have nothing to prove anything, yeah. but that's just kind of how I'm feeling for them is that they will do something at that time. Now, would I like it sooner? Yes, because I want to know what I'm going to get into. Um, I obviously, I myself am getting a PS5 at launch. I know you're getting an Xbox Series X at launch. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what I'm getting into when it comes to the PS5. So I know what I'm getting for my money's worth. And then I can wait for the Xbox, essentially Lockhart edition, to see if that's something that I want to jump in on or if not. Yeah. Um, I think 450 is an odd price point to launch at. Um, I stick behind as far as probably the 500 um, but I could also see him undercutting if that uh, reported leak of 450 uh, unit cost. I could see him going at 400 as well. Uh, similar at to 400? At 400 400 no way. Remember every single console yeah. except for Nintendo's launches at a loss.
0: Not necessarily true though because I was looking I was doing research after this came out. PlayStation 4s uh, costs PlayStation 4s cost was uh, was only uh, crap, I forgot the number already. Three seven, It was like 3.70 or three hundred and eighty dollars for the PlayStation 4's cost that launch. And so it, they made 20 bucks. And on it, it shipped the, that for... Yeah. But you have to think, they didn't necessarily make 20 dollars because no. those hidden costs like we were just talking about, you have manufacturing, you have uh, overhead, you have facilities, you have R&D, you have all this other stuff that factors but, in. So
1: th- there's been a rumor out for a while, nothing's ever been confirmed, but that Sony's been waiting for Microsoft to announce their price point. Right. And we are all assuming minimum... For the Xbox Series X, 500 mm. That's That's minimum. And yeah. given what we might find out in the next few months about Series X, it could unfortunately jump up in price because it is supposed to be the premium console experience. I, I don't think so. But yes, it could. Yeah, but I'm also going off of your thought process of they're not trying to sell you the box. They're trying to sell you the service. Right. Yeah. So the box is almost like, hey, this is what you get to amplify our service, yeah. more or less. So they might not be too much worried in that realm, so to speak. Whereas Sony... Sony doesn't have the service right now. Um, they have an ecosystem that yeah. people are very much akin to. So, like, what right now we were talked about this last week supposed 50 million Xbox One players, I don't know if I believe that or not, and then 100-plus million PS4 players. So there's 100-plus people that are used to the PS4's ecosystem compared to the Xbox Ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Hell, when I had to boot up Resident Evil 2, you had to show me where I had to go to for a lot of things so I don't play my Xbox ever. Right. Um, So it's how do you continue to get those people over or keep them because that's what this generation is going to be about is how do we keep the current player base true however people did go from xbox 360 which was very different than PlayStation. but they went there in my opinion this is where i think you're 100% right is because of the price point yeah price point is going to be king on this thing Mm -hmm. so what better price point than offer something between a lockhart and a series x which we think the ps5 is going to be given leaked specs more or less So if you can give them to that at that 400 price point, the lockhart's 350 and then the xbox series x is 500 maybe 350 i it may be 400 it might may, you might be right too with everything yeah. this entire yeah. next gen is all speculation yeah but i could really see that kind of price point stacking up and that's how playstation
0: remains essentially king yeah in
1: this sense i
0: i just think if they put it at 450 they're not taking a huge loss they're taking a little little loss not anywhere close to the loss of selling it at 400 and if they put it at 450 i think the lockhart will be 400 and series x will be 500 so they'll still be in the middle of those two consoles and they're getting in the more powerful console than lockhart at just 50 dollars more lockhart is reportedly four teraflops roughly of power playstation 5 is uh reportedly 10 teraflops so over double the power for just 50 dollars more is what i'm thinking and you put it at 450 yes that's a kind of weird price point or whatever but it doesn't really matter if it's 50 dollars cheaper than the xbox series x and the other thing we're not really thinking about as well even if lockhart is a thing i think it's a real possibility that it won't even be out this year I think that it's a possibility. I like that thinking. I think it's a yeah. possibility Lockhart comes out in 2021 and Series X is the focus for this year. So if that's the case, then... To not confuse consumers. Yes. And if that's the case, then Sony's by themselves at $450. they are the cheapest console again. And Microsoft, I don't think that they could afford to take i mean microsoft in general could afford to take the loss but they're not going to take that big of a loss going to 450 because if series x's power power is actually at 12 teraflops there's no way that's 450 my my only concern with that and i
1: get it the console wars all in our heads it's not a real thing because most of them actually at this point they all play nice together yeah um i mean who would ever thought that cross-platform would be a thing true uh or cross cross play sorry um but i just i think if xbox doesn't release that i like it but if they don't i think they solidified themselves to starting behind yet again and i think granted phil spencer has been on record saying that they will never have the least powerful console ever again right but i don't think he as the head of xbox wants to ever be in second place again mm-hmm. nah you can't really blame him for Xbox One's failures. Yeah. Um, that was on... Don Matrix. yeah, because <laughs> of everything that was said and happened before Phil Spencer basically took the reins mm. uh, and corrected a lot of things. But I don't think he's going to want to play second fiddle to Sony yet again. And that's what you're going to do, unfortunately, if you have that huge price yeah. gap. Even if it's $50, say that. Say it's yeah. 450 and 500 right? That's still a pretty big jump for consumers to say, okay, well... 50 bucks more, but 50 bucks is basically a game that I could have gotten with mm. my PlayStation 5. Yeah. But again, you could also say Xbox, well, if you already have your uh, Game Pass, <laughs> then you already have whatever, however many games you want on that. I mean, I'm assuming, nothing's ever been said, but it's safe to assume because it's Xbox, yeah. that day one of playing your Xbox Series X... Game Pass is going to work, and so is Halo Infinite. Yeah. It's going to be on there right there. You don't have to pre-order any games with it because it's going to be right there for you. Yeah. Um, but it, that's kind of just a give and take, and you're supposed to explain that to parents that are going to buy that. And meanwhile, they're probably going to be thinking, okay, little Johnny wants this $500 console. So after tax, you're looking at like 525 mm. Plus they want the new Halo game. Okay, there's about 600 now that we're looking at, not yeah. knowing all these other things. and best buy or whoever is going to be looking more forward to selling you that game rather than selling you game pass yeah so i don't know it's, it's gonna be an interesting year let's just say that <laughs> and,
0: and this generation uh started with ps4 at 400 and xbox one at 500 but that 500 price point came from connect because connect was uh, reportedly an extra hundred and some dollar add-on to that console so they don't really have that this time they just have a more expensive console because it's a more powerful console essentially but how much is that power going to actually matter to the consumer is the question and like you said the one thing that you said uh microsoft playing second fiddle to sony i don't i think that's hard to in this day and age that we are right now with how microsoft views gaming I don't think we can necessarily measure that the same way anymore because of it being available on PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Because they they don't care about the consoles themselves; they care about the ecosystem. They care. Sorry, they care about the consoles, but they don't. They want to drive people to the ecosystem. They don't want to. I just limit. wish they would.
1: Just, I, I wish, in a sense, they would let us know what the financials are then from those, because that
0: would give you. the comparison the gaming division of microsoft actually makes more now than it ever made during the 360 generation because of game pass and because of their subscriptions like when microsoft does their earnings reports they their last earnings report gaming the gaming division was the highest it's ever been and that's because of game pass and that's that's the important thing to think about we always talk about console wars and all that but in reality console wars aren't really th- going to be a thing moving forward i don't think because not not for consumers consumers are always going to freaking have console wars and bicker back and forth about which one's their favorite oh, i mean you lot. and i were just giving each other crap yesterday for yeah. what would you buy darksiders right. on yeah it, it literally is the same game yes <laughs> and, and that will continue that's not ever going to stop that will literally never stop but I think as far as the uh, back and forth between gaming companies like that, between Microsoft and Sony, I don't think that's going to necessarily be comparable anymore because they are they have two very different strategies and they're v- two very different things. So do
1: you see it less going from it, it almost going away from a Sega versus a Nintendo back in the 90s mm-hmm. to now a Hulu versus Netflix? Because that's what it's going to be about. It's yeah. going to be streaming wars. Right. It's who's going to get the exclusive rights to the office equivalent or the friends equivalent the two most streamed shows in the entire world yeah when you have those i mean those are both friends already left netflix Mm. office leaves at the end of this year those are the biggest things that netflix always had going for it so what's that going to look like in the future so what partnership is xbox going to bring to the table now and what partnership is sony going to bring yeah and we can joke about indies and like i get it i Dead Cells is an indie game. It's a very beloved indie game that came out, uh, I think, either last year or two years ago. Um, but it is still a game that people love to play. People love to watch stream and all that stuff. So indie games do have a part in the streaming war. So who's going to get the better indie games? Yeah. It's a Witness and Inside all over again. Yeah. I mean, those two launched exclusively on separate consoles and then I think was in a week um like just some random week and i think in august they just did a switch where inside got to playstation and witness got to xbox
0: yeah and moving forward the ecosystem's going to be important for both i think sony we're seeing more now that they're pushing more to pc with all the news about horizon zero dawn coming to pc and uh, naughty dog hiring for pc uh, positions like that that's the thing like this industry is moving more towards an ecosystem driven uh industry rather than a plastic box uh driven industry you know people aren't going to necessarily be looking for that plastic box anymore they're going to be looking for xbox logo or playstation logo or whatever whether you're on pc mobile uh xbox playstation whatever i think that's switch well <laughs> nintendo just does the <laughs> own thing so even <laughs> with all this the thing. <laughs> yeah, with all this going on there is the caveat that nintendo is just <laughs> going to do whatever nintendo wants to do that's the thing so and
1: they're gonna do the smartly and give us zelda 2 or sorry breath of the wild 2, the wild 2 this 2. fall and totally fuck up our lives <laughs> yeah true and then mario odyssey 2 i don't need a 2 for that i would have loved dlc for it though That'd been really cool. So they did that. What Luigi's the Luigi's thing? balloon thing? But like yeah. they could have added different worlds and yeah. stuff like that, or more. Co- they did. They did add a lot of costumes. I will go on that. I don't know if you've plugged it in recently or anything not, like that. Not but in a while. Yeah, they have so many more costumes. I don't know. I think Sony's in a good position. The only downfall is is that so is Microsoft. So really now it's you have to look at it as who you're going to invest in first. At least for us. And I know, obviously, you and I are already going to be the investors on the ground floor with Xbox for you. Excuse me, PlayStation for me. That's just how you and I run. Right. We've kept in those ecosystems for years. Why would we get out of them when we're both
0: supportive and they have the games that we want? Why would we get out of them when we made it through the dark ages of each platform? (laughs) I, well, see, I you skipped the PS3
1: generation, I, no, didn't you? No, or I skipped you, the 360. 360. I didn't have the 360. That's right. I had everything else but it. Um, but you
0: made it through the PS3 Dark Ages. I,
1: there was only a Dark Ages for the first, like, three years. Yeah. And now that was the first PlayStation I did not get at launch. I'll say that because yeah. I was not spending $600 on a console. Yeah. Uh, but my PlayStation 3 actually still works. And it was a launch PS3. It just wasn't bought in a launch window. But, I mean, it's going to be a, I really think it's going to be a drag-out war when it comes to what are you offering me besides graphics. Because I, I think this is this is going to be the hardest thing that either team has ever had to message to consumers. Yeah. I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong with this stuff. I think I say that a lot. But uh, you and I don't care whatever game is going to look like on your specific platform because no matter what and as much crap as you and i always give each other all the games are going to look amazing Mm -hmm. but it's like what are they doing differently than the ps4 or xbox one at this point correct so it's like what are you selling me are you selling me the fact that i can play hellblade uh for basically 10 bucks a month i think that's what game pass is right yeah um or are you selling me that horizon or something like that is the same thing with ps now i i don't know how they're going to convince mom and dad to buy that console for the kid sure i know you and i obviously are going to get those consoles i just don't know how you convince the other ones at this moment and i think going back to our price point that's how at least sony is going to combat that is not with messaging but with big old price points right in front True. Just showing, hey, we're cheaper than the Xbox and we can and, do the same thing.
0: And I think that's why we're hearing those uh, comments like from Microsoft saying that uh, they're going to, for the first year, release all their games on Xbox One still because they they still want that community yep. of people that they already have. And they're, I'm just now thinking of this. I can't remember where I saw this, but Sony, uh, there was a leak somewhere that said Sony was going to do something similar with play, PlayStation 5 that... There wasn't going to be exclusive PS5 games either. Oh, other they shouldn't. Than, other than like third parties yeah. like Godfall, I think that's
1: exclusive. But They shouldn't. I mean, they're in a much harder position than Xbox. Xbox obviously doesn't have as many adopters, reportedly, than mm-hmm. PlayStation. How do you alienate an audience that became second to the PlayStation 2? Right. And we all know, I mean, it's it's no secret what the PlayStation 2 was able to succeed in. So it's how do you totally say, hey we have all these games by the way only about 5 million of you are going to get this at launch. Yep. Um so have fun you 5 million the other of you guys sorry you're out of it. Yeah. I mean I, I that's why I think Xbox has a leg up with that stuff because they necessarily don't have to. Yeah. I mean they've already set up all their sites and all that stuff to basically make it so you don't need it. Um and in a sense that's what I guess second place looks a lot better for you. I'm not going to say they're in third place or last place because I think you have to look at the Switch a lot differently uh, for what it offers you. Um, But still, Xbox has continued to see growth, uh, even if we're not seeing the numbers on it. So I don't know. I'm... I'm looking forward to this almost being hopefully like one of the last like dead next gen news weeks. I can't wait till almost every week we're going to be talking about like
0: whatever next gen thing is actually confirmed. Yeah, like when 343 announces Halo Infinite's gameplay tomorrow morning it's totally not happening nintendo does have a direct on friday
1: oh really yeah but it's all animal crossing so i wasn't too interested in it gotcha unless maybe that's their platinum games thing (laughs) oh yeah by the way bandana
0: 3 is coming is coming
1: but yeah i'm just like i mean I, i know we're in february we've already kind of done like a next gen prediction list and all that stuff um i'm just excited to get this stuff going uh i really hope i'm wrong in the sense that sony's conference is this coming month um, just so we, I, I want to start getting a clearer picture in my head. Mm-hmm. I want to start knowing what we're going to get offered at launch. Cause th- this is always the most exciting time in video games is when there's console launches. And especially now that we're at two launches from companies that couldn't be in more different spots. Yeah. Um, and they're attacking it both from, I think a very good place. Mm-hmm. Microsoft going on a defense or sorry, offense and Sony going on defense, but both have a lot of, to show us and a lot to prove to us and i think we're only going to get the best from both of them i don't Mm -hmm. think we're going to have a a sharing video like we did in 2013 from sony i think it's going to be like i think it's going to be a lot more stealing of ideas like Mm -hmm. shit xbox did a really good job with that streaming service that's what i want and uh, xbox as we already saw saw how much first-party studios actually matter. That's yeah. why they've invested so much.
0: Thankfully, we won't have to endure... Well, I won't, as an Xbox fan, have to endure watching Jack Tretton walk out on stage to Radioactive and just cry myself to sleep because <laughs> of what Don <laughs> Matrick did to Xbox. God, that man's a idiot. I do miss that E3, though. Not not yeah. just
1: because of it like demolishing Xbox or anything like that, but I—that I, was back when, like, the the heads. Or I guess not even so the heads. The companies though went after each other, like. They were just mm. so ingrained on converting you to their system yeah. that they wanted to not just show you what was right with their system, but what was wrong with the competitors. True, and that was just kind of a cool thing to see is that you could really see
0: the console wars of the '90s going at it again. And now you can, and now you see Phil Spencer and Shuhei Yoshida sending heart exactly to each other. hand in hand. Now yeah. they just, oh, and I get it. That's
1: actually where we should be at. Yeah, we should be like you and i can always joke about giving each other crap for like i give you crap for halo you might give me crap for like the marios or the samuses and that type of stuff but like it should be to the point where that's just a funny and all they're doing is like dude that's great i'm
0: glad you got the game you wanted i can't wait to get the game that i want yep agreed completely so uh Thank you guys for coming out to the show. This has been episode 26. Uh, hopefully, next week has yeah. some big news stories yeah. like, you know, Halo Infinite. Well, we have a direct at least to go over. We can talk about all the new Animal Crossing uh, stuff. God, we, we have. You can cut down a... this tree and yeah. this other tree. Jesus, no. I, I'd <laughs> rather do anything but that. Uh, yeah. Remember, you can always join us every Wednesday on YouTube for the live recording of Podcast PXN. Yeah. Uh, Again, appreciate you guys uh, coming out and participating in the chat. And much love, and keep on gaming. Deuces.